1: FM. This is Mike's on Francesca on the fan on this uh, rainy Tuesday, the thirteenth day already of August. I don't know where the summer went, but it went flying by as it always does. We have a couple of weeks left here, but the days are dwindling down to a precious few as uh, we are, you know, looking straight ahead at a football season and a lot better end to the baseball season than we ever could have hoped for. Because when uh, before I went on vacation, the Mets we're starting to rev their motors a little bit, but it really, uh, happened while I was gone, uh, as far as the fan goes, um, that they just kind of took off and kind of took over, uh, all the storylines by storm. And I understand football's underway. And, uh, you know, some of you have already canonized guys like Daniel uh, Jones as quickly, but, um, the Mets are the story, and without any question. I mean, the Yanks are going about their business, and you're watching guys like Oshella and saying, "What the?" I mean, if you can figure out what the Yankees are feeding Talkman, uh, Mabin, and Oshella, you know they got to give it to everybody. You know, or maybe that's what's going on. Uh, but Ashella has been amazing. I mean, in the last 15 games, he's hitting 500 with eight home runs. With in the last 15 games, hitting five hundred hitting 500. Hitting 500. So and every time I turn around talking, it's another home run. So uh it's been rather bizarre. The Yankee season's been very strange. I mean, they hammer the Orioles into just complete submission. You know, they've hit I think five hundred home runs against the Orioles this year. If I stop stopped counting five hundred. I think I think it's five hundred they've hit. They actually have hit in the high fifties against one team this year, which is almost bizarre. Um Yankee oriole games are just you're trying to figure if the Yankees are gonna get ten or maybe get you know, 15. You know, the other day, Astros got 23 and then lost the next day. Actually lost the next day as the uh, Orioles beat them on Sunday with three and a ninth. So it just shows you a team gets beat 23 to two and comes back and wins the next day coming from behind the ninth inning. So it can't happen. But uh, the Yankees just own the Orioles. So they're not the story right now. Their story, uh, their day is coming. This is like an old time Yankee season where you're just waiting for October and you're going to answer all your questions then. Nothing can be answered before then. So you can watch them hit a million home runs. You can hope everybody gets healthy. You can think about what the pitching rotation is going to look like. And then October will come, and we'll find out all the answers because nothing's going to get answered till then with the Yankees. They're just going to keep going around, win their games, win 100 games, hit a bunch of home runs, uh, and watch a bunch of guys come off the bench and hit home runs this year, which is what this year has been about. This year has been about the guys who have come out of nowhere to just you know pound away uh, as they have uh, done this year. Uh, it's the season of uh, Gio Girochella, That's what it is. I mean, that's really, you know, just like one was the summer of Los Sanchez, this is the uh, summer of uh, Gio Urshela. That's what it is. And for the Mets, hey, give them credit. I mean, we all, every one of us, buried the Mets, and rightly so. They were that bad. They couldn't catch the ball. Their bullpen was atrocious. It was just an ugly-looking team. And all of a sudden, out of that mess came a winning streak, and now they're a couple of games into the real games. Okay, They they beat on the bad teams, give them credit. They beat up on the Pirates. They beat up on the Padres. They did, beat up on the Marlins. They did what they had to do. Now they're three games into the 27-game stretch where the only three, team, the only three games they're going to see against the bad teams, the Royals, this weekend. But first comes the Braves right now, and you're going to find out. And the question you're going to have right now is, not if they have enough starting pitching, because they do. Not if they have enough punch, because believe it or not, they do. I mean, Davis has been a big, big plus for them. Since the break, he's been tremendous. Not just hitting a lot, but big hits, too. And Rosario's hitting, Conforto's hit, and they've gotten a lot of stuff from a lot of people. You know, they've even gotten it from the catcher and, you know, a bunch of places. But the question you're going to have to answer is, can they close games against good teams? where you're going to have to close games. You know, their pitches, if they go seven innings, that's a good night. You know, you can't ask them to go nine. And right now, Diaz is not anyone you can trust. Every slider he throws seems to end up in the upper deck. So the question is, do they have enough in the bullpen to kind of keep this amazing run where they could actually, you know, do something here and win something, get to the wild card? Um, and they can do it, obviously. They've arrived. I mean, they just have to, they have to win from here. But the question is, do they have a bullpen that they're going to need to beat the Braves, beat the Indians, beat the Cubs, beat the Phillies? You know, do they have the bullpen that can do that? And that's really what it's going to come down to. I'll tell you what you hear, and I don't know how much it's been discussed here, but the guy who internally is getting a lot of credit inside the Mets, is the old man Reagan Phil Reagan the vulture is getting an incredible amount of credit for what he's done? If you talk to anybody inside the team, what you're hearing is he has made an enormous difference with the team and with the pitching staff. Yeah, it's, it's what you're hearing everywhere in there. So they made that move, and we all gave him, a, you know, we all had some fun with it, but he has actually made a big difference. For whatever reason, what he's connected with, what it has made a big difference. Now, not just that, because they've caught the ball better, too. And they've had guys who have, you know, Davis got hot when he started to play every day. And Rosario's played a lot better. And Conforto, who is incredibly streaky, is on one of his good streaks. And that's been, you know, and they've been getting big hits, whether, you know, whether it's, you know, Somebody playing second base for Cano. And even Cano, you know, did hit. I know he was a little weird because he had that one ofer in the middle of the high streak. But he did put up good numbers before he tore the hamstring. I mean, his second half numbers were really good. He had a, he had a 900 OPS at second base in the, after the All-Star break. That's, that's, that's All-Star quality. Now, is he going to play again this year? Probably. He says he is. But he's not going to play for a while. I think the panic move was a good move. But everything's worked out right now. I mean, last week, they, how many times did you see them come from behind? How many times did they come back with a big hit, whether whoever it was? And, you know, it was fun to see, you know, it was, and I was away, but I was watching. It was fun to see the ballpark full, the fans smiling, the fans, you know, laughing and jumping and screaming and making the place. That's, you know, nothing's worse than an empty ballpark in August or September, where the season's over and the fans are giving up and there's nobody there, and it's just, you know, you hear crickets, and here was a ballpark, you know, alive. Here was a place rocking, and the team's responding, and you know what? They have a good, you know, we've said it all year, they have a good nucleus because, you know, McNeil's a real deal, and Alonzo's a real deal, and these guys are guys you can build around, and, you know you've seen guys fill in and Davis has done a good job and they've gotten big hits and they've been able to come from behind. The question you have is as they now play teams, they're not going to beat on. So they're going to be close games, whether it's the Braves tonight, whether it's the, you know, the Indians after the weekend, whether it's the Cubbies after that, whether it's the Phillies, they're going to need the bullpen to come through. And I, I, I do think, I don't trust familiar. no one does, but I, I, they have to get something out of Diaz. They just can't discard him. They just don't have enough if they discard him. And the question is, either they have to have him try to get people out basically with 90% fastballs, or try to figure out some way to, you know, to get him to stop hanging a slider, which he has just repeatedly hung. I mean, look how many home runs he's given up. So that's really it. But, hey, they become the story. I mean, they are must-watch every night. I mean, really, they, they're fun. It's, been a fun. it's been a heck of a run. It's been a fun run. When a season goes from being on life support to thriving that way, you know, there's nothing better than that when a team turns it around like that. And now you get the fans to believe, and the city starts to buy in, and the people are going to the games, and they don't have to get. I know I know. last week, a couple of those games, they had given away some tickets. So what? doesn't matter. Fans are buying in now. You can see it. They'll fill the ballpark if they win. The question is, will they win? And let's see as they start a big series coming up this evening. So Eddie C's down in Atlanta. We'll talk to him. We've got Joe Girardi today, too. We'll do some football also. Um Way too much. And this goes on every year. But you know, this year when it's about whenever it's about quarterbacks, you take what is normal at a position in football times it by ten when it's about the quarterback. That every move is analyzed. So now, you know, I happened to watch when I was up in Saratoga, I happened to watch the Jet game. And when I saw Jones, you know, have a good series, and that's what it was, I said, Oh, can you imagine what's gonna go on after that? And It's been even worse than I thought. I mean, but, hey, that's one series in what's a glorified scrimmage. I mean, that's all it is, folks. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. You really do. Analyzing teams or analyzing personnel off preseason games is a very, very foolhardy thing to do because it's not real. It isn't. For the good or the bad, it's not real. And... These teams are not what they're going to be when, and especially defensively because they, they don't show you anything at all. You know, first half, third game, that's as close as you get to something that resembles real football, and that's even these days very borderline because a lot more of these veterans see very little action at all in the preseason. They just don't want to risk injury. So you got a lot of storylines in the NFL right now, a lot of you know, contract stuff like with what's going on with the Cowboys and everything else. I mean when when I when I hear that Dak wants 40 million I said, you know what? Now I've heard everything. He wants 40 he feels he's worth 40 million as a quarterback. Man, there's a lot of quarterbacks smiling if that's the case. Well, we got a lot to get to. We get it all rolling back after this.